Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Faithful and FPL podcast brought to you by thefootballfaithful.com. I am your host, Steve McGovern, and I'm joined by Dara Curran of Planet FBL and Fulhamish. Dara, how's it going? Very good, thanks. How are things? Ah, not too bad. And joining us on the show for the first time ever, I'm delighted to introduce Surya from All About FPL. Surya, how's it going? I'm good, bud. How's it for you? How's it going for you? Yeah, not too bad, man. It's great to have you on. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, no no bother. So today we'll be uh, returning to the usual format the last couple of weeks, obviously a bit different because of the international break. But that means we'll be looking back at our regrets from game week five and then give our differentials, the transfers we're going to make, our captain's choices for game week six. And of course, we will be providing our lock of the week. So do not miss that. Firstly, let's look back at the football fateful league standings to see who is on top and it is yet again crazy 11 they still don't have a real name so i'll just go with that they stay on top after getting 74 points bringing them to 376 overall a very impressive score indeed they're in the top 7k in the world and number eight in china so fair play to crazy 11 whoever you are so uh, if you guys want to join join our league then use the code qcey3l or just hit the auto join link in the episode description now it's time for captain hindsight who's captain hindsight captain hindsight the hero of the modern age right guys it was a good week for me i got 68 points so i was fairly happy with that it was my best week so far but i did change my captain from son to salah even though last week on the pod i said that I was going to go with Son because he always he always does right by me. But I changed to Salah and uh, still did all right. It was <laughs> I've had real bad luck with captaincy this season and last season and every other season. But uh, <laughs> could have been so much better. Dara, what about you? What was your your big regret? I had quite a good week as well. I'm I'm fairly happy. I had 79 points. But the good only thing I, I I left I left Sice on the bench which was a little bit annoying and... Could have been Reece worse, James, he nearly scored. Yeah, well, Reese James came on for three minutes to block him coming off the bench, uh, so that was a bit annoying, but hey-ho. Surya, what about you? Did you have any massive regrets this week? Yeah, not much. So since I wildcarded this week and I got the 85 points, uh, and just like you, I was on Salah for most of the week and then finally decided to switch it to Sterling. So there was a good point swing over there. And uh, one regret was... Uh, in the wildcard, I didn't consider size, uh, to be honest. So I ditched him in my wildcard squad and then uh, he got a clean sheet. But then lucky that he didn't he didn't get his goal. So I'm fortunate for that. Mm-hmm. So one thing was to not look into Wolves' defense. So something that's a small regret. But then 85 was a pretty good score I'm satisfied with. Yeah. Excellent. So it sounds like a, a good week for, for all of us, really. So that's, a, that's good to hear. Now time for the eye test. So who really caught our eye, who we thought looked good and going forward. Surya, was there anyone who you thought really looked good maybe and, and you're considering now going forward? Yeah, so uh, the, uh, right from the first match, uh, Mane looked really good. So he was uh, overlapping with Robertson and he was taking good shots and set box. Uh, I think he passed the eye test and he looks really solid. And I do wish I could get a chance to bring him in, but then uh, my current squad balance doesn't let me do. Uh, so, but then Mane was outstanding and uh, same with Thomas Rodriguez as well. He was uh, creating a lot of good chances for uh, both Richard, Richard Leeson and DCL. But now the fact that Richard Leeson is not there and in fact, he scored uh, two goals against uh, Brighton when uh, he was out of the pitch when he was injured. So, I think it further enhances his chances of returning and he's definitely a captain choice to consider uh, this week. So, he's strongly made a case for captaincy to me. So, I might strongly consider him. 
So that was one good game. And the Brighton assets again continue to impress, but then that's not uh, replicating in terms of FPL points, to be honest. But I see that improving as well. Uh, uh, Lamte was again pretty, pretty, very solid. Mopoy too was getting those shots. He was uh, getting in good positions. But then he unfortunately couldn't score. So those two guys were, again, awesome. So, yeah, these guys caught my eye. And, of course, uh, uh, Bruno Fernandes lit up. Like, uh, he was in for... Uh, he missed the penalty and then he swung in, uh, got 11 points in, like, five minutes after that. So it was a pretty great swing of points. And, again, United and City, both with the lack of preseason, they couldn't get started how they ended the last season. But then uh, they're slowly getting into the groove. And, yeah. Yeah, even when Bruno Fernandes has a bad game, he still comes up with fantasy points. It's amazing, really, how he does it. Dara, what about you? Was there was there a player that uh, really caught your eye this weekend? Yeah, I, I wasn't really looking at the big players, the ones that everybody kind of has or is looking to get in. So one that kind of caught my eye was Adam Ola-Lukman for Fulham. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah had, to get, had to get a Fulham reference in there. I just, like, five, five million. He, I, I think if he keeps up that form, he could be someone to look at. Maybe like in the Suchek sort of same price bracket as him. Just look, he always seems to look to progress the ball forward towards the opposition's goal. He's got a little bit of pace. He's looking to take on players. He probably could have had more because he had a, a really good ball into the box that Mitrovic probably should have hit the back of the net with. So one to keep an eye on, I think. And that might be a nice little budget enabler somewhere going forward. Yeah, I do like the look of him. He's he's come in and he's looked like our best player <laughs> immediately. It's yeah. it's amazing and uh, it's kind of mad looking at him. Like God, how did Everton let him go? But yeah, he's a top quality player. I think so. It'll be see. It'll be uh, interesting to see if if he can kind of be the provider that we all thought Mitrovic was going to be. If if he's actually going to be the kind of talisman for me, the man who really passed the eye test was Marcus Rashford. Got a goal and two assists. He looked back to his best. He had six shots. He was ranked top in the league over the weekend for yeah. for shots. You know, last season we saw that Rashford and Man United's attack in general was better when he played off Anthony Martial but Martial was obviously suspended for this game so maybe that's not necessarily true anymore I'm not sure obviously the caveat is that this was only Newcastle but at the same time you know this was a weakened Man U 11 and they won pretty handily in the end so yeah I'm interested in Rashford I'm, I'm tempted by him I think I'm priced out at the minute because I've, I've already made two transfers. So I don't know how I would get him in if I want him, but he's definitely back on my radar. And I think he looks good again. He's looked a bit off it for a while, but I think against Newcastle, I think we saw him back to his best. So he's definitely one, I think, to watch out for in the coming weeks. None of this nerd right. nonsense so- about expected goals. Now, this is the part of the show where we kind of looked at the stats that leap off the page. Uh, one that, that <laughs> one that just, it didn't quite knock me over, but one I just thought was very interesting was that uh, Luke Shaw has played every minute of the season and he has zero points. He has not got a single point, the poor fullback. So yeah, that definitely that definitely made me laugh. Uh, Dara, was there, was there any stat that leapt off the page for you? I, I had that one as well. Um, <laughs> the, I should have let one, you go first. <laughs> one, one, one that I have is Liverpool are joint worst for goals conceded this this season with West Brom. Who would have thought that? Oh, Syria, was there was there any statistics or any any kind of players who you thought looked good? Maybe that that you didn't notice, you know, while playing, and, and you looked at the stats later and you thought, oh, that's interesting. I didn't watch Crystal Palace right pretty much completely because it's kind of unwatchable. Uh, the way yeah, Palace yeah, that's played. a good idea. That's a good <laughs> yeah. So a couple of stats from that game. Palace just had one shot on goal and uh, Brighton had 20 shots on goal. So Brighton pretty much looked good. But And also the fact that Lampe had the 
second most touches inside the penalty box that was again a very good indicator that he has good attacking numbers uh, that's coming up for him so Brett have some pretty good fixtures to follow up with so I firmly believe the fact that Lamte would be the best budget defender so solid option so uh, he's, he's, he was up there with the most chances created also for from that game so a solid solid potential and he's won two penalties already so for the season so only other player who has uh, got more who's won more penalties is Jamie Vardy so he's got two penalties uh, he's won two penalties so far so and with uh, Mopai up there so I think that's a good combo of budget players with within some 10 11 million of your uh, team's value yeah yeah, I mean, it's it's only a matter of time before Brighton start really like racking up the FPL points, surely, surely, because yeah. they're looking quite good in, in terms of their numbers. I'll, I'll throw it back to you for a second, Dara, seeing as I stole your stat. Bruno Fernandes apparently has returned in every single away. I actually haven't checked this. I saw this online, but I'm just going to trust that it's true. He's He's returned in every single away match since joining, which is incredible, Dara. Like, should we be considering uh, him as a perma cap, maybe? don't know I mean it really depends on the way you have your team and the way you, you budget it we can't have all these players you've got Son Salah like who has one of Sterling maybe we just can't fit them all in so if you've got him obviously he's one to look for and one you could depend on I, I, I don't know like where do you fit all these players in I know yeah but I, we, I, need, I, we need seven midfield slots at this uh, stage I know so I, look <laughs> I, I'm, I'm there with you brother yeah, I think if you have him, I think he's he's really solid pick for captain almost every week if you want to. I mean, people have talked about doing that with uh, Salah and De Bruyne and I think Bruno is right up there. I don't think he can go wrong because he, he seems to... I mean, his record is... He, how many blanks does he have? It's probably... You probably count it on, your, on one hand. Like, it's <laughs> oh, ridiculous. It should be just three for blanks. Totally for him at yeah. United. So I, I don't see that much of blanks. And the fact that everything flows through him at United, say he's on penalties, and then he's confident too. He missed one, and he's like, "Yeah, it's normal. I miss uh, probably the next one. The keeper doesn't stand a chance." So that's what he was telling. And yeah. he's now been announced the club captain as well. So boost of confidence. So I think if you have him in your team, definitely a captain material. But then I'm totally sliding with Daras. There's lots and lots of midfield options. You cannot fit every one of them no, into it. And uh, <laughs> I feel if, if they give us a, a, a 2 7 3 formation, I'd be gladly taking it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll replace yeah. that all out attack chip that they used to have with like a seven midfielder <laughs> yeah. chip for one yeah. week only. <laughs> Absolutely. And he just always seems, he doesn't seem to, you know, with Pogba, Pogba needs to seem to play with other good players to play. Whereas Bruno Fernandes, you throw him into any 11 and he's he just, he, he can make something happen. Right, uh, now we're going to look at some of the best bargain defenders. So the ones that you can get for under 5 million. The reason why I want to look at this this week is because there's been a lot of goals scored and not a lot of clean sheets and it's hard to get those defensive points. So I have gone for a very risky strategy, which is load up on, on cheap defenders. And I uh, wanted to take a, a temperature from you guys to see who you thought were kind of some of the best options. Dara, who, who do you think are, are up there in terms of the, the best bargain budget defenders? There's a few who I had kind of earmarked at the start of the season and they haven't really changed too much. It's the only ones that have really emerged that I'm considering now are the Aston Villa ones so the cheapest ones really that you can get is like concept 4.6 or target 4.5 one thing that I noticed after the restart when Villa started tightening up as well their centre-backs had a lot of chances in the box I think Courtney Hauser was playing centre-back at that stage and he was almost top I think only second to Dawson last season so they're obviously working on set pieces and getting their defenders into the box I think target would be a good option as well if you don't have that extra 1.1 million 
but then the other ones have kind of remained the same, it's like your Lamptey and Dallas or Ailing for, for Leeds. They're kind of the ones I'm looking at at the moment. There's probably more, but those are the ones I'm looking at. Since you mentioned that, I still see people owning or talking about getting Stuart Dallas and Luke Ailing. But I think they've got 13 and 11 points respectively. I mean, there doesn't seem to be enough defensive solidity there. And they're also not giving enough in attack to justify that for me, even though they're still cheap. I mean, you wouldn't kind of mind if they're only getting two or three points a week. You don't kind of mind that and maybe get the odd assist. But I don't know. I just feel like you know, we might well, come up on some of them. But I don't know. I, th- I, th- I think the, their fixtures were difficult to start the season. Like when the game was launched and we didn't still have the fixtures, I had at least one of them in my team to start with. And their defensive numbers from the championship is the best it's ever been. I think that's where I'd like rather target them is defensively rather than their attack. Yeah, so I think once they start to to ease up the fixtures, I'll be looking to get one of them in. I mean, you say that about the fixtures, but they conceded three against Fulham, so <laughs> that was a mad game. Yeah, that was crazy. But uh, yeah, and obviously, uh, Syria, you mentioned Tariq Lamptey earlier. He's four point seven, so he might not be a budget for for much longer. I could see him getting to uh, getting rising up to five million before long he has six key passes for the season and not 0.9 expected assists so uh, yeah I think we've covered him he's done very well is there anyone else uh, Syria that you think is very good in that kind of bracket obviously Villa's defense is solid so far and uh, as uh, Dara mentioned uh, they said centre-backs are doing great and if you're looking for a budget one like uh, Minks is at five, so I don't see that as much in him. Uh, if you you just can take Konsa and go ahead, so 4.6 million. And Target is on few amount of set pieces as well, so after uh, and corner, so that that's another thing that you might consider. He's at 4.5, but then although he might uh, relinquish that duty to Ross Barkley anytime soon because uh, Barkley is good at set piece and we know, and Barkley has this uh, chance of taking penalties as well for Villa if they get one. So I think both Cons has scored one and Minx has scored one. So they are one each. Both the centre-backs have scored already. So Cons has someone at 4.6 I'm keenly looking at so far. So, But if you don't have that point one, like this, Dara said, uh, Target is another great option. And Lamp. So these three guys are on my watch list so far. Yeah. One who who has uh, really stormed into consciousness lately is Max Kilman. He's had two consecutive starts for Wolves. He's gotten two clean sheets and twice now he has gotten the maximum bonus points. So it's an excellent start. I'm just going to say it. I've already gotten him in. He's 4.0. He just seems almost, you know, it's too good to pass up. Dara, have I been rash? Is he he going to keep that place? Because, I mean, he just, he looks the business and I can't see Nuno taking him out. I'm not sure. I think I think Sice will end up taking his spot and one of the new signings will come in on the left wing back eventually. Although he's kind of played himself into contention that he'll give it a choice to Nuno. I don't know. I, I, I just think it's a trap. I think it's a transfer waiting to happen somewhere down the line. <laughs> you see, I was waiting. To, I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait to do my transfers and then I will you know, glean all the information from you guys and then mm-hmm. use that for when I'm, when I'm well, making my transfer. But then uh, price changes, potential price changes made me move quicker. The, and uh, then uh, no price has changed. So there we go. The, the, um, the, th- the thing about him is that he is 4 million. So if he, if he can wait a couple of weeks and see that he is going to continue to keep his spot, even if he rises 1.1 or 0.2, he's still going to be a good option for that price. So yeah, I'm, happy to, I'm happy to wait and see I'd, rather than jumping in right away. 
Yeah, no, that's a that's an excellent point uh, to make. Right, now it's time for Under the Radar, and this is where we give our differential pick for the week. Dara, who have you got in mind? I've gone for uh, John McGinn of Aston Villa. I think there's a lot of focus is on Grealish and Barkley rather than Barkley. McGinn. It, although McGinn's owned by 1.8% of managers, so clearly not in too many people's thoughts. He's only 5.5 million. So and and to be still, fair, Barkley, Barkley is only owned by a few percent as well. So he's actually still a big differential. Yeah, yeah. But if you're, if you're still, he's at that price point where if you're still on a, like St. Maxim or a, an Armstrong or Pudence yeah. or someone of that ilk, you can make the easy move. He scored 25 points in the last three weeks, 10, 10 and 5. So that's nothing to be sniffed at, especially for that price. I just think he's kind of getting overlooked at. He's sixth for chances created behind Bruno, KDB, Grealish, Son, and Salah. So they're all quite big hitters. Yeah. Like if you if you were to if you were to filter that down to like a certain price bracket, he'd be right on top. Yeah, I think that's a yeah, that's an interesting pick. Uh, Surya, what about you? So I think I'll uh, contradict Dara here. So I had Ross Barkley in my mind. So he's owned by two point two percent managers, and he was particularly good and in fact got into positions even higher than Grealish who's at 7.6 I'm not uh, he's probably going to be 7.7 tonight so uh, yeah so like all three Aston Villa midfielders are like good value and if, uh, if you ask me but then uh, Barkley is the one who stands out and uh, yeah so he's scored more points he scored uh, yeah he scored against Leicester as well so it should be of Barkley then Grealish and then Megan in, in a particular order if you ask me yeah for me I've gone for somebody who hasn't even played in the Premier League yet and Ooh, that I is I know what you're going to say oh yes the man who literally ended Michael Hector's Fulham career <laughs> uh, because Michael Hector wasn't in the team last week after Saeed Benrama did that little Cruyff turn nutmeg in the in the League Cup recently. And so, yeah, Benrama recently joined West Ham. I think that's an excellent signing. I can't believe they got him for the money they did. Only, what was it, 25 million? Unbelievable. I think, I think it was a loan deal with an obligation then in January. Ah, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was something that cropped up in his medical, so it, it turned into a loan. Yeah, I mean this this guy is is excellent. If you've seen him, you you knew from very early on last season that this guy's Premier League quality. He's an excellent player. You know, Chelsea were room you know rumored to be in for him. I mean, that was never going to happen because they they already have so many wide players. But mm-hmm. the fact is, like that guy is just excellent. And just looking at that team, that team already has uh, some really good options. And I just think he could be just a the kind of crown in the jewel there stick him in on the left hand side he'll cut in he'll get a good few goals he's definitely an upgrade on what they have in terms of like Yarmolenko and stuff like that and uh, yeah I could see West Ham I mean they've scored a lot of goals lately I think they've scored was it 10 in the last three games so <laughs> they've added another attacking piece to that so I think yeah uh, Saeed Benrama is definitely have someone they... maybe not this week but definitely um, going yeah, forward can we get yeah, yeah, that's when you want him. He's priced at six million too. I was badly surprised. Six million, six million. He's six million. Yeah, sorry, I nice. forgot to mention that. Yeah, it's just, that's yeah, just such a good million. price point. I, I was surprised I that they good. that they had him. Um, I actually just realised who you were talking about. The match you were talking about in game week eight, Dara. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking to sneaky bring him into my draft team. Hopefully, nobody else noticed that he was added recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So those are differentials in terms of our one week punt. I found it's kind of hard to, to go for, but since we're high on, on Brighton, I might as go for one of them. So I would say if you don't have them and you want just somebody to, who's going to get points this week, I think Neil Mopay will probably get a goal against West Brom. Dara, what do you think? Who's, a, who's your one-week punt? Yeah, I, I kind of identified Brighton as well, but I've been kind of championing them the last couple of weeks. I thought I'd change it for, for once. 
So I've, I've gone for Mitrovic against Palace. I think he, I think he'd be looking to make amends for that last game where nothing seemed to go right for him at all. I mean, I think he was top for XG in the game week as well. <laughs> missed a penalty, gave away a penalty, should miss a sitter. Palace have conceded the second most headed goal attempts this season and the joint most in the last four game weeks. So I think Mitrovic, header from him, both conceded the most chances down the left flank of any team. So a good delivery from whoever's on that side. Kenny Tete maybe back from injury. He looked like he, he has a good ball into the box. Yeah, I think that's a one-week punt. I can guarantee you nobody listening to this is going to take that up. Everyone is so wary of Mitrovic now. And I think after that performance, you know, nobody is going to, is going to want to touch him now for a while. <laughs> I think if, if you're on him, you probably hold, but no one's going to bring him in. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Syria, what about you? If there was one player you were going to bring in just for this week, who would it be? So it would be definitely Mobai. So as I've been championing him in this episode itself. So I mean, <laughs> I mentioned Brayden a lot of times and uh, he's second in shots against Crystal Palace. He took six shots out of the 20 right and hard against uh, Palace and unfortunately he didn't score. Uh, he's right up that in terms of numbers and he passed the eye test as well. So Against West Brom, West Brom looks going back right away. So, <laughs> they are this season's Norwich, if I can put it in one way. So, I think he's definitely getting a goal or two. And with Mopoi's penalty appeal as well. So, I think uh, he's a no-brainer one-week punt. What about in terms of transfers, Surya? What are you looking to, to do with your team ahead of game week six? Yeah, so I wildcarded just before game week five. So the team looks pretty solid at the moment. Although I... I uh, really uh, like the fact of owning Mane and Salah together, but then there is no way of bringing in uh, Mane right now. As Hadara said at the beginning of the show, there's a lot of options and you can't bring him all of them together inside. Aguero is someone who's interested me, impressed me, and, and is, we all know he's a great FPL asset. But then he, he got his minute under his tank against Arsenal. He played 60-63 minutes. So, Aguero someone is kindly uh, uh, interesting me uh, ahead of game week 6. But then, most likely, I would be rolling my transfers. But then, if it was one player that I would bring him in, it should be Sadio Mane against uh, Sheffield. Sheffield looks all over the place. They're not, they were very vulnerable against uh, Fulham too. So, if Lukman could do such a damage, Sadio Mane is another level. So, I think uh, he could get in a goal or two. So, yeah, Mane... Could be a transfer option for me, so for now, so that's it. And Dara, what about you? I'm looking to make at least one transfer, possibly two. I've got a little bit of money in the bank, so I'm basically just looking to bring in the form players and ride that form as long as possible. I want to get Hamas Rodriguez and probably Son, maybe for a minus four. I'm not massively convinced about City at the moment just with their injuries so I might sacrifice Sterling and then upgrade Oliver Burke who's my 4.5 and bring in those two and that's what I'm thinking if not it'll just be I can just do one without I can leave Sterling in place not take any damage <laughs> but uh, yeah I just kind of want to attack the these players that are doing so well at the moment and have, have some good form I, I, I'm not too worried about losing even City because their fixtures aren't fantastic going forward I've got Foden so if he might be some sort of cover obviously not as good as like a, a fit KDB or a, a Sterling but I just think with KDB out they lose that little bit of an edge as well and yeah. obviously Aguero not quite match sharp 
just yet for me like i said i've already made my my transfers in fact i've already taken a hit and i know on a previous episode dara i I mentioned to you how i think the five-man midfield is the way to go so play like three five two and that's the way to go and that was until i realized that harry kane is gone back to like peak Lewandowski or something like that like he's just he's been amazing i was wary about whether he would keep up this form but just every week now he seems to be scoring goals and making assists so i felt i had to get him and i had to act before the deadline I had a lot of money in the bank because I got rid of KDB and I brought in Jack Grealish. So I've decided to get rid of Reese James, brought in Max Kilman, and then I also got rid of Rian Brewster and got Harry Kane. So obviously across the season, I don't want to take too many hits, but I felt that this improved my team enough that it was worth it. What do you, what do you make of that, Dara? Do you think I've, I've, I've upgraded my team enough there to make that, that worth the four-point hit? Yeah, I've got that. I've got that Reese James kind of conundrum as well. I think I'm just going to put it in the back burner for the moment. Yeah, I've got enough cover on the bench. But yeah, I think I think you've upgraded. Who did you get rid of again? Brewster, was it? Brewster for Kane. So, so I was kind of like, basically, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. You basically completely like restructured your team. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, no, but I mean, for me at the moment, if I didn't have Kane, he'd be my number one to get in at the moment. Just all his numbers are looking so good. He's just top of almost everything. And he's getting assists as well as goals. He just uh, seems so intelligent that he's finding the spaces in between. It was, it's mad because it was like, we're talking about this guy as being one of the, the best number nines in the world when he was at his peak. And we always knew he liked to drift around, maybe go out a bit wide, come a bit deep. But now he's like, not only an amazing number nine, he's an unbelievable false nine and an unbelievable number 10. It's like, it's not fair. Like this guy's too yeah, good now. He, he's so, like a hybrid of the two now. <laughs> yeah, it's just, the, it's ridiculous. The, the thing that kind of would worry me if I didn't own him as well is how many penalties has he scored? Maybe one, two, two penalties, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, even before those, the last game, his stats were absolutely ridiculous without even having a penalty. Yeah. So just think, like, if you've got, if you've got Bale running out of defence that could, could earn another <laughs> penalty son. as well. Just think what, what, what he could be hitting. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they do have those kind of dribbly players who will win penalties sooner or later. So like you said, Son, Bale, even Lucas Moura, uh, might win one or two and um, so yeah and and on that note we might as well get to our captain's picks and I'm pretty sure I'm going to go with Harry Kane because I just brought him in and uh, I have been saying to myself for years just captain the player you buy because you obviously bought them for a reason this week and I have forgotten who they're playing it's Burnley away and I just like that has to be a banker doesn't it like that's I just feel like that's that's definitely I'll make That's it even sweeter for you. So the last time he faced Burnley, he scored a brace and an assist. So Kane is. I, I was just going. Yeah, I was just going to say, if memory serves me correctly, he's he's scored yeah. well against him in the past. Okay. So Surya, do you want to give us uh, your pick for captain? So it's Mo Salah at Anfield, so that's it. So I'm not considering too much of uh, more of it. <laughs> so Mo Salah is my uh, go-to captain pick. But if my memory serves right, uh, Sterling loves to play West Ham. Last season's game week one, away at London Stadium, he got a hat-trick. So Sterling is also, uh, he was my captain last week. So he's like, hold me, hold me. He's giving me those vibes of, hold me, please. Uh, but then I think uh, it should uh, go back to Salah, most likely. Excellent. Dara, what about you? Between Kane and Salah for me, but I think it's on Kane at the moment. I'm interested to see with the injuries in defence for Liverpool, where will they like try to tighten up or will they go more gung-ho like they did a couple of seasons back? I'm happy, I'm happy to have both of them, but I think it'll be on Kane. It'll be smooth Jimmy's luck of the week. Ooh, that's a big luck, all right. 
up to lock of the week and who we think is going to be guaranteed to get points uh, this weekend. I think we're all fairly certain that Mo Salah and Harry Kane are, are going to get points. So do, do you concur with that, Dara? Or do you have somebody like, is, is Dominic Calvert-Lewin going to do it again? Is he just going to keep on scoring? Who's the lock of the week? I, I wouldn't back against him scoring. Yeah, definitely. And again, South, Southampton just seem to, to leak goals. Surya, who's, who's your lock of the week? Who's guaranteed to get you points this week? Yeah, so Sterling is definitely one that's guaranteed to get points. So he's still owned by just six percent of managers. That's something very, very, very less for an asset like for him. And with Aguero back, I think his chances would improve as well. I know, of course, KDB isn't there, but uh, yeah, he took his chances against Arsenal and he looks good. So I think he's other than Kane and Salah, obviously those two are uh, bound to score and. Uh, the next one would be definitely Sterling. He's uh, nailed for a big haul coming soon. He's got 10, 11 points, but then uh, he's known for this monster haul of 20 points, 22 points. And uh, I think it's around the corner. Yeah. I'm very interested by Man United versus Chelsea, but there's no one player, apart from maybe Bruno, but there's no one player I'm, I'm looking at and thinking who is going to definitely get points there because there's actually the spread is too big there's too wide a spread of players in that who could definitely return points but yeah definitely I think there's some good good picks there guys I think everyone will be all over them right so I think that's the end of our show for more FPL content head to thefootballfaithful.com you can follow us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter just search for Football Faithful you can follow me at the Novelty Act Surya where can people find you online uh, I know you run uh, all about FPL yeah so you can find me you can read our blogs at allovertfl.com or uh, we are pretty much active on Twitter so twitter.com slash allovertfl and uh, you can always find me for a healthy conversation about FPL yeah so that's pretty much something Dara what about you where can people follow you on Twitter yeah they can find me on the bird app at the Tinkerman that's mainly where I am yeah yep, don't really do definitely. much else Coolabula. well thanks for joining me today Dara no problem pleasure as always and thank you, Surya, for making your debut on the show. Yeah, thanks, Stephen. Uh, thanks for having me. And it was pretty much my pleasure chatting with you guys. And yeah, hopefully the ones listening would love it as well. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we hope to have you on again soon. Remember, everyone, give us a nice review on iTunes there. It's not iTunes anymore, is it? It's Apple Podcasts. Um, so yeah, if, uh, if people can give us a nice five-star review, that would be lovely. Uh, thanks a million for listening. Mm-hmm.